0: Hi guys, it's your host Matilda. Hey, it's Hadiza. And you're listening to the African Lipso podcast. (laughs) Welcome back to this week's episode and it's our final episode for this season. Woo woo woo. <laughs> Before we go and have to write exams and yeah. How's your week been Hadiza? Yeah. You can't just nod.
1: Like <laughs> No, I'm, I'm coming up with something. It's been yeah, basically. It's been yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how? Like how? As in? Since
0: we last recorded, what have you been up to? You had your final presentation.
1: Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah.
0: That's true. Or yeah. like what Nigerian... Like, I think in Nigerian schools, they do um a dissertation... Or something. I have no idea what they call it. Yeah, But, it's but kinda... final
1: presentation, final project. If you have a final project or a thesis and you have to present it to like a couple people, then yeah, basically that's what I did. It was cool. My parents had an input on what I was wearing that day. I t- really? Yeah, because I chose an outfit. And then I took it. But I decided to take a selfie. And I was like, oh, everybody see what I'm wearing? My dad called me and my dad was like, Hey, Hadiza, that looks, uh, that outfit looks nice, but is that what you're wearing actually? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm wearing. And he was don't like, disgrace the family name. <laughs> he's like, um, your chest is open a little bit. Can you wear like something more clothes or something? So he, he now looked at it again. He was like, okay, it's fine. But then I decided to change it because like I felt like it was too dressy. And I sent the second one to him. I ended up wearing like a, a button up shirt. And then he was like, oh yeah, this looks nice, basically. Okay. And so. it went good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Okay.
0: That's really nice though. I don't think my parents even know, cause my final presentation is on Saturday. I don't think they even know that I've just been so busy. I don't mm-hmm. even have time to like talk to anyone, mm-hmm. like at home and everything. Makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, I was sick for a bit of last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Thought I was going to die. Um, I didn't. Thank die. God. Thank yeah. God. I think they said like I had an infection or something. You know, they called back. Oh yeah. Yeah, they called. What back. What infection? <laughs> they, they didn't say. But I'm they, better, so did I they don't say know
1: what you should do about. No,
0: they were just like, oh, you're better. I'm like, yeah, I'm better, and like, yeah. So, so yeah. Just stay back anyway, to, yeah. so on track graduation, on track. I actually was like, should if I get tired, um sick, I can't write my exams, and then what does this mean, da da da, da and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, thank God. Um, yeah, so we're gonna move into the topics from this week. This week has been quite eventful in like the, in world news. Like going on Twitter nowadays is really, really depressing. To be honest, like I was having a, an already bad week and usually I'd go on Twitter to de-stress, but I was, Twitter was just stressing me because there was just so many bad things going on. Like, okay. We haven't talked about this, but this happened much before even our last recording. The cyclone, cyclone, it died. If you guys haven't heard about it, it's a cyclone that basically happened in Mozambique. Um, Mostly Mozambique that was affected. Then Zimbabwe, Malawi, Madagascar a bit. And almost a thousand people are dead now from it. So if you haven't heard about it, maybe go look more into it. And like the country is Mm -hmm. flooded, like Mm -hmm. parts of the country are flooded, Mm -hmm. but... Apart from the initial people that died from it, there's now it becoming problems with the aftermath of it because it's not just that people are displaced; people are going to die from Easy. waterborne diseases like now—cholera, cholera—I think typhoid as well, mm-hmm. and like malaria too because. Um, when there's stagnant water, malaria um sorry, malaria breeds. Exactly. Yeah. Those like the mosquitoes Mal- <laughs> the <laughs> malaria itself breeds. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> mosquitoes breed and then uh-huh. yeah, malaria is very like rampant. Yeah. So right now a lot of people are rushing to help because it's uh, apparently it's the biggest cyclone that's ever hit um africa mm-hmm. because like i remember growing up a lot of people would be like africans we are blessed we never um have Get, uh, natural, natural disasters. disasters well wake up guys this is the global warming era so um, africans are not going to be exempt from this so like we need to rise up and actually start looking for solutions mm-hmm. because what i um the coastal city of mozambique i forget what it's called i think it's called biera Mm -hmm. it was already below sea level Mm -hmm. so when the cyclone hit hit like it it was more prone to like
1: being to being like flooded flooded, and
0: like yeah to being affected by the cyclone so but instead of being like okay we haven't found solutions before it like now we have to look for how to solve the problems and Mm -hmm. like a lot of people are stepping up to help like the red cross in many countries like france Portugal, Emirates, Singapore, Turkey, Spain, Germany, them, them colonizers, mm-hmm. them. You know, in like
1: a lot European of- European areas.
0: Yeah, European areas mostly, but there's also Turkey even, like- Oh yeah, true. Yeah, South African, I think their forces donated their, um, their national defense force mm-hmm. to basically assist with scouting for people, like surveying the land basically to see if there were any survivors. But yeah, if you haven't, check the news out. We were going to put up a post when this episode drops you're going to see we're going to drop links to like where you can donate to help them whatever you can do to be honest like we regular people usually cannot make that much
1: like difference except if you're but then the thing is i mean i feel like don't feel like don't feel like if oh i only have like ten dollars five dollars to give like that's not going to make a difference because like if everyone gave five dollars it does add up to something so as Mm -hmm. much as you can give i think give if you can yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah but it, it really sucks though because like when i was reading the news and everything and like looking at the countries that have come to the aid of the problem basically I I didn't really see African countries, like a lot of them European countries, like even Turkey, even India and like n- barely like only two African countries and one sub-Saharan African country South Africa so it's like I know that oh we have our own problems I mean Nigeria has its own problems in surplus but it just feels like when there's African problems the African continent doesn't really rise to no. help the other countries like we're mm. still waiting for our colonized I'm sorry let me stop calling them that we're still we're waiting saying- for the w- West basically to come and save us and it's just if we keep being in this mindset, like to be honest, we're never going to move forward. Generally, so I think we have to start learning how to solve our own problems mm-hmm. and actually try to be more pan-African. Because mm-hmm. what their what is their problem is our problem. Like what happens when um God forbid if there is a flood in Nigeria now we'll be looking we would for also the
1: West. expect Like we would also expect help from other African countries. And it's it's Sad that like you know. Yeah, it would be sad if no other African country yeah. comes. Like, like literally, your neighboring countries are not helping. Are not helping. But someone, millions of kilometers. I how many kilometers away are coming? Yeah, to- and
0: you. then give it some time mm-hmm. and. We will start saying, "Oh, okay, white people, racism." But they are the ones that still come and help our oh, country yeah. when we
1: are in trouble. So, like, you know, you know, I know, honest- I think, and like, to just to play devil's advocate, like, people might be like, "Oh, but like, um, African countries are poor; they can't possibly help other countries." Like, what is in Nigeria? You want to call help when Nigeria is still facing like you know poverty da, 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 like. but
0: there's still stuff we can do because mm-hmm. like I mean when I was looking at the, the countries that have donated a lot of money like South Africa for instance they I don't think they really donated money I think they donated their forces to help mm-hmm. there's like little ways that we can help without having to be rich mm-hmm. or anything like I understand that though, we are poorer countries, definitely we're not as affluent as, as the other countries, as South Africa, but like still, like we still have manpower. Yeah. We have a lot of manpower and I think if we really were serious about the African Union that we have, mm-hmm. African Union will actually be doing something, like even the European Union as a body, Came to the aid of Mozambique mm. and the African Union. Like, so like, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. But yeah, let's move on to the next thing. Don't forget guys, like donate. whenever, yeah, donate whatever you can. Um, let's try to help the world be a better place, I guess. Um, now let's talk about we, this week. I think even just. Um, Monday, I think it was Monday, um, SARS, that's the special anti-robbery squad police unit in Nigeria. One of their officers shot dead a guy called Kollady Johnson. Mm-hmm. And the whole internet, the whole Nigeria is just not having it because I don't understand this thing. Like, I thought, the whole SARS thing had, like, calmed down. I mean, like, we're not in Nigeria, but, like, from what we heard as of last year, ending of last year, uh, Osibanjo was saying that they're reforming SARS, da-da-da-da, all, all of this. Mm. But, okay, but they're still doing this. Like, it's very stupid.
1: It doesn't make sense what happened. How can police just come somewhere yeah, and just shoot someone? Yeah. The police. yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's weird. Like, a lot of people, even when uh, Osimbajo was saying that he wanted to reform it, a lot of people were like, you should just scrap it in general. Because reforming it is going to be hard because, like, you just, you don't have as much control. But if you just scrap it and start all over again, then it would make more sense because you can lay out new ground rules. You can hire new people. With yeah. You. Yeah, ideology. Yeah,
0: people were saying like you want to reform it, but it's the same guys that yeah. in, like the same men that you're hiring to go back. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I I don't even know like Sega Links is that is that what the guy is? I've never heard his name pronounced, pronounced out loud. I've only read it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But the guy um he's very involved with keeping SARS in check and everything. Mm-hmm. But he's been tweeting like endlessly. I don't know what's going to come of this, but I really really hope that they can just scrap this whole thing if there's any proof that they need it's this whole thing because the whole internet just really at first I thought the Coladay Johnson guy and this is a very bad thought I guess but when I I saw everyone really outraged I was like oh is he like a popular guy celebrity but then I realized that he's actually just a regular citizen and I think this is we need more of this like Mm. we need more Nigerians enraged about normal nigerians struggles like being affected like it doesn't always have to be a popular person and that's when it's going to be a big thing so Mm -hmm. yeah big ups to um us as nigerians let's just keep doing this and although i didn't really know him Mm -hmm. i didn't know him at all to be honest until he died rest in peace to um nipsey hustle I heard, like, he's he was from Compton, and, like, he was very big on, like, giving back to his community Mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, the gun violence in America is just stupid.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
0: Makes no sense.
1: There were a lot of people who were saying, oh, like, how can someone who was fighting against gun violence be shot randomly? A lot of people were coming up with conspiracy theories that, like, it was targeted that they were like, Oh, he was about to talk to I think their mayor, whatever, whatever he is. Yeah,
0: He's, there's a lot of conspiracy
1: theories yeah, about it. They were and then obviously people were like, Oh, black people should focus on like improving the communities and not like stop blaming like white people for every little thing. Like how how can you blame white people for something that was clearly caused by black people, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, this, this, it was really sad. Like, I I hate gun violence because it's just, these things could have been avoided. If it happened the way that it seems the most logical right now, a random guy in the hood that came to, I think they said he they came to his store or something and like the guy told him to leave mm-hmm. and the guy came back and shot him. Like, if it happened like that, it's just senseless. Yeah, like, it is. It's such a good person that was giving back to his community, changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. And you just come in just randomly just because you're angry in the moment like it's they really need to like i feel like i hope that this is going to make people you know go back to the hood in quotes in america and like hopefully rehabilitates people on their anger because Mm. i feel like because they grow up and no one really teaches them about like how to Mm. deal with emotions Mm. i feel like Everything they feel, they feel like it's anger. Mm -hmm. And then they act in it. And it's just, yeah. I
1: think there are a lot of people actually, like, working on rehabilitating the community. The problem is, it's like, people don't know how to exactly. Because, like, the problem is obviously very deep. It's deep. Because it's like, okay, you come to... You come to therapy class or you come to some, they try to include it. In, in fact, there was this school actually that like, the school had shaped their whole curriculum to, to fight against like gun violence. And they did notice that a lot of the students who were going for the, going to that school, if they had exposure to gun violence, they did reduce the amount of like, if they were doing drugs, they reduced it. They, they didn't really toy with guns. Da, da, da. But once they left the school, they literally went back to the life that they were living prior to the school or like the life that surrounded them. So it's, it's very hard to escape. So it's, it's the very environment. Deep, it's the environment. It's Unless, not
0: even who they are no, necessarily. No, no.
1: Unless because, okay, okay, sure, I decide uh, I don't want to carry a gun anymore. As long as I'm stuck in that kind of environment, somebody's going to threaten me to say, Okay, um, like, there's somebody that's going to obviously threaten you with a gun, and you have to show that, oh, you are bigger than the other person, so you also pick up a gun too. Even if you chose not to pick up a gun, you would mm-hmm. be the one losing at the end of the day, unless yeah. you actually move away from that place, but it's hard to because you have family there.
0: Yeah, this, it's really sad. I, like, you talk of these problems in, theory but this is an actual person's life mm-hmm. so like it's really hard to see like these the um systemic problem mm-hmm. when it's like these are still lives that are being lost you mm-hmm. get what i mean it's it, it just really sucks so um i mean rest in peace to him and like i hope he's his loved ones are comforted i guess yeah. like yeah um so yeah we said we were going to read emails today we have two emails <laughs> And other comments. And other comments, I guess, yeah. People actually sent us comments. But, yeah, we we basically asked for you guys to send in emails. Because after episode 16, the one that we did on what Nigeria was before it was colonized. So, if you haven't listened to that, you can go take a listen. But... Mm -hmm. We basically asked people to send in emails about what they know about their tribes or where they're from. So we got, um, two emails. One of them is from my dad. <laughs> yeah. So I asked him and he actually sent it. So, um, we're just going to read that now. And one of them was from Emmanuel. Emmanuel was actually the first person to send it out. Um, so like, shout out to you, Emmanuel. You're a real one. So yeah. we're going to, yeah.
1: Um, so this is, this is Emmanuel's. so this is Emmanuel's um, email. Hey guys, Emmanuel here, huge fan of the pod. It's almost as if I've been a guest before, lol. LOL, because he actually actually has has been
0: been a a guest guest on here.
1: Guy, um, pardon the lengthy email in advance. I just listened to the episode on Nigeria before Nigeria. That's episode 16, eh? Yeah. Yes. When you guys called out for the historic backgrounds of our Nigerian hometowns, I was born and raised in Lagos, but both my parents are from a predominantly Yoruba town called Kaba in Kogi States. Hey, shout out to my Iberia neighbors! Oh, you're Yo! from Kogi? Yo, yeah, Ibra people are in Kogi. I had no idea. Can you imagine? <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> so, um, I felt obliged to send in an email for an obvious reason, lol. Late last year, my dad was crowned obaru of owe okay I, I hope obaru of owe yeah i'm pronouncing the exact same okay way. yeah sorry guys i'm sure some of you people are cringing right what, here we're probably about that. so so he's basically a nigerian a prince, prince. O'Shea, <laughs> nigerian. in the flesh and blood okay. <laughs> also a scammer yeah oh yeah <laughs> so um don't worry this this is a safe Nigerian prince email, okay? <laughs> sure. So he sent a link about like um his dad like um I guess crowning of his dad. I guess um Uh We'll send that. We'll post that out. Yeah. yeah. So you guys can read up on his dad and like the throne and stuff so growing up I learned a few historical facts about the origination of the town but I've come to learn that there are several accounts of the birth of Kaba I found in Nara Land for Nara Land is actually great sometimes yeah
0: sometimes but then sometimes it's just people actually coming from anywhere actually. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That talks about the history of Kaaba. Here's an excerpt. What I knew growing up. Some people claim that Kaaba was established by three hunters who were brothers from Ileifeh and were looking for where to settle down after leaving Ileifeh. They arrived at a location and decided to settle down there. After some time, they decided to move ahead for further exploration of their new home. They got to another location and decided to offload their belongings. They stayed there for some time, but later moved further ahead in search of a better place to stay. The place they finally chose is the Kaaba we have today. However, they never forgot their first two settlements. They visited them from time to time. And they refer to their first settlement as, ah, Odoilu. I don't know. Odoilu. Odoilu, yeah, Odoilu. I think. Which means downtown in English language. Yeah. That first settlement. I might also be butchering it because there's no, like, accents on it. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> even if there's accent, me, I can't
0: read it. Same, same, same. That
1: same. first settlement. <laughs> so, why are you not talking? I just did you're talk. You're <laughs> That first settlement is now referred to as Odolu. So um their second settlement was called Ketu. I'm sure i got like
0: Yeah, Ketu Ketu, Ketu is. Right. Okay,
1: cool, cool, cool. Because that was where they first offloaded. That is the reason Kaba town is referred to as Kaba Oluke Meta. Kaba Oluke Meta, yeah. Go Kaba Oluke Meta. <laughs> Which means Kaba with three mountains. The three mountains each representing Odolu, Ketu, and Kaba, three settlements. Another group Opined, oh another group basically had an opinion that Kaaba was established. I see by him Saudi, using big words. As in, yeah, I don't know. Opined, oh, whoa. <laughs> another group um had the opinion that Kaaba was established by a Saudi Arabian prince. Which everybody always says this thing. Yeah, like,
0: like, like how Yoruba <laughs> people too think. Yeah, they, I mean they're in, they're in um where's they're in Kogi, but they're Yoruba. Yeah. So, Yoruba people. I told you they believe they're from Mecca. Mecca yeah. is in Saudi Arabia, yeah, yeah, yeah. so sure.
1: Me i from Egypt. Uh, okay, Move okay, in. okay, okay. So um, sure, sure, another group op- <laughs> had the opinion that Kaaba was established by a Saudi Arabian prince known as Obaro Didi. Sure, that was exactly his name from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> <I'll> Obaro <borrow laughs> Odide of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Shh <Yeah. laughs> Don't don't make fun of this, yeah, is yeah, this yeah. story. Sorry, sorry. story. Yeah. Okay. Over two thousand years ago, um the prince was said to have opted to leave the comfort of his home due to instability in the Arid region. He was said to have settled in many places with his family during his trip before he chose to make Okeaba. Now Kaba, his final destination. Worthy of note is the fact that Kaba operates a tripodal traditional ruling system which is made up of the Obaro, the Obad, Obadofi, and the Obajemu. The Obaro is the overall head and is saddled with the responsibility of appointing two others. The Obaro is produced by the larger royal family in Kaba. Odolu people produce the Obadofin and Otu produces the Obajemu. Okay. So there's
0: basically like three tiers of leaders. Yeah. I guess that's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. So the overall head is the Obaro and then yeah okay, and then the other two are like his right men, yeah right hand men, Makes so sense. like there's a proper there was a proper system, I maybe mean, there still is because his father is now just, the Obaru. you know which
1: was it is he sorry just to sidetrack from mm-hmm. you know is it the Obaru tribe that if the king dies, he ha, like his servants has to have to be buried with him,
0: yeah, I'm reading this book right now, the okay. um the Afonja right mm-hmm. the afonja derives. and like um yeah, they're talking basically about. I think when he dies, someone has to die with him. I don't know if it's the servant, though. Not like- not
1: the servant, but, like, he's, like, close advisors. I know this because I actually read this article where a king died in one of these Yoruba states. I don't Recently. remember which one. Like, it was a year ago I read the article. And then... Obviously, by tradition, one of the men is supposed to be buried alive with him, but the man is nowhere to be found. (laughs) My guy don't want (laughs) to die. So basically, back to his email. Um, So his final, his conclusion is there are a lot of gems dropped in this article that I have failed to dig up myself. For myself before now, glad I listened to your episode. The heritage we all have in Nigeria is imperative to who we are today. So I urge everyone to do the same and learn more about their background. It really helps in building your identity. Keep doing what you you guys are doing. Love the podcast. Regards, Emmanuel Owoni. Thanks you're, for this you're email. Big one.
0: Thank you so much for the email. So, okay, then that's very interesting though. I feel like most, like we need to know more about... Like, our, our origins. Our origins, like the. <laughs> I will talk about um Uganda okay let me just say it right now so like I I have a Ugandan friend and like I was asking him basically what happened like can he tell us anything about what happened in Uganda before mm-hmm. colonization he said nothing fun happened before colonization that all the fun things happened po- post colonization I was just like what so like, I think that might be how some people think so like yeah. I mean there was fun too we just it just got erased
1: And it's different. Like, I mean... I A different kind of fun. It's a different life, right? Like, I mean, you can't really compare... Like, I'm pretty sure, like, our forefathers would look at the way we're living now and spit on us. Because they will probably say something about how we're living now that is against, like, what they believe in. Abomination. Or, like, it's kind of like how, okay generally speaking first nations believe have certain practices or beliefs with like you know conservation and use of land and then westerners are very like wasteful and stuff like that so like you know it's a different way of life and then I mean their way of life was helping the planets Uh, the western way of life life was killing the planets so like you know they're different like it's different ways of life yeah which one
0: is right we don't know we don't
1: know Yeah, yeah okay
0: so I'm gonna read the one that we got from my dad yeah I had to like disturb him for like two weeks before he sent this but like he's a real one yeah so um the email i got from my dad is um on this occasion i will limit my story to how our town imobi ijebu was established Mm -hmm. imobi ijebu is situated in the present ijebu east local government area of ogun state in southwest nigeria we are ijebu people and the main ijebu town is called ijebu ode the ijebus are said to be descendants of obanta who is actually one of the princes at Ileife, the cradle of the Yoruba race. The different princes at one point or the other moved out of Ileife to take over the other Mm lands. And this was the case of Obanta, a great warrior of his time, who actually left Ileife with his mother and some brothers and settled in the town now known as Ijebuode. Yeah. One of Obanta's brothers, Onitasi, who arrived Ijebu Ode with him eventually did not find satisfaction playing second fiddle to his younger brother like are you, know, you mad
1: you know this kind of the Yoruba origin story kind of reminds me of Adam Kane and Abel in a way like how I don't know how because like they're just everyone brothers. moving out of yeah, like, the yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, like one brother or one person is preferred over the other or like one mm-hmm. person is like kind of like
0: the it, seen as the hair yeah, like, warrior yeah. like that yeah so then I, I think Ilife is the like center home of like where Yoruba civiliz- civilization started. started so like a lot of the other Yoruba settlements are just people that just moved away from the center mm-hmm. and just settled in like mm-hmm. so most of the stories of people out coming out of um most of the stories will start as Elefe mm-hmm. and then they will narrate how they so all I guess, kind I of guess I like, guess that's
1: why it's, it kind of sounds like a Cain and Abel story because in Cain and Abel, Cain did kind of digress from like, from
0: like the whole, yeah, the whole settlement. Yeah, then. Yeah. 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 Origin story starts. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where was I? So yeah, he was, he didn't want to play second fiddle to his younger brother. So he moved back and crossed the Ocean river, mm-hmm. found a settlement, which he then dominated with his entourage. The town is called Itasin, and it is located on the Lagos Lagoon. On Itasin and his people developed skills in fishing, so they were comfortable being at Mm Itasin, away from the town in a vast fertile land, which several other Ijebu people started settling in at different times to farm in the fertile hinterland from Itasin. However, most of the settlers had to pay homage to the king at Itasi, who then permitted them to go on to take a position or mm-hmm. um, to take a portion of the hinterland to settle and farm. All these groups of people eventually settled down and became Imobi okay. a name derived uh, derived mm-hmm. exactly. Beloved. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Beloved, de derived.
0: <laughs> a name derived from the dominant obi. So in Yoruba, obi means kolanot nut. Um, so there there's a lot of kolanot nut trees in the area. Each settlement has its unique name. Hence, we have about 27 villages that combine together to make Imobi. Mm-hmm. The crown king is based at Itasi and is called Onitasi of Itasi Imobi. Hmm. Our family of course, yeah, because I'm a Yoruba princess. Yes, yeah so. a Nigeria princess. Um so
1: our family is of the royal house of Itaxi. Sorry, sorry, pause before you go on, is narratives like this that make African Americans be like we're all princes and princesses. It's,
0: because basically we actually all are princes and
1: princesses, so yeah.
0: I so. think it's cause the um royalty can shift. Yeah, it's just between the houses. So, like, my dad goes on to explain that. Um, So, our family is of the royal house of Itasimobi. Mm -hmm. Even though we currently have our base in Okigbode, one of the federating villages about two kilometers away from Itasim. So, my grandfather, which is my great-grandfather, Oba Bakare Badamosi. Oba
1: Bakare Oba
0: put some respect
1: on my name, (laughs) (laughs) was a crowned oba
0: at Itasimubi for about 20 years. And we are potential candidates for for the crown but they'll never crown me because obviously woman
1: you're a woman yeah. you have a vagina oh shit okay this-
0: <laughs> 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 so there are actually two oh okay there's two ruling families and the lineage is defined both through male and female descendancy mm-hmm. I, I found that really nice because when cuz my grandfather had his 80th birthday not too long ago mm-hmm. and like they they recited his um he's oriki mm-hmm. and basically I think he's oriki. So what's had, an
1: oriki first of all? Oh, okay.
0: And oriki is kind of like your story, mm-hmm. your, it's kind of like it, they praise you by basically singing the, um, the praises of your forefathers and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think they, um, they also had elements of his mother's side too. Mm-hmm. So like, so I found it really interesting here because they were like, the lineage is defined both through male and female descendancy. Mm-hmm. So I was
1: like, okay feminist at um, least at least your name will be injected there even if you're not carrying
0: yeah so it was really nice because like a lot of times when in some tribes like it's passed down by only the male lineage so like you only know about your grandfather and great-grandfather and their great do you get what I mean Mm -hmm. but like every time I'm being narrated stories like it's from both sides like I know where both sides come from anyways then my dad was like keep up your enlightening podcast it's good to dig and dig into our roots best regards your dad how cute
1: oh yeah
0: um and then we had a last email no okay email but like i'm still okay you can yeah okay so we have an email from our friend esosa oh these emails are long anyways okay okay we'll do this and then we'll try to move really fast um so this is from one of our friends so she's like so i'm from edo state and specifically part of the benin people i don't really know too much about my father's side but my mother's side takes pride in being a direct part of the royal family Mm -hmm. we are all what Princes and princesses. Yes. Kings and... Queens. That's it. So, (laughs) however, this has never really affected me in any way. (laughs) Sounds like a Susa. Sounds exactly like a Um, I know that we were one of the greatest kingdoms right from the pre-colonial era. Mm -hmm. From my little knowledge, a lot of other tribes that now exist were once considered a part of the Bini Empire. Also I heard Benin City was named by the Portuguese after they met Oba Ewuare. Oh my gosh exactly the this same. is this is the okay so if you listen to episode 16 which you should which you should exactly we talked about Oba Ewuare how he was the first contact they made.
1: Yeah first contact they made with like west, west, west
0: westerners and west yeah. Africans yeah. It, it was the city was basically named by the Portuguese after they met Oba Ewuare. Not sure what the original name was. We still have an Oba, although now his power is a lot more symbolic. I guess with a lot of Nigerian um, Obas. Yeah, Obas too, yeah. yeah. Okay. Most knowledge I have, though, Do is come. about the colonial era in which the Benin Kingdom was broken apart after the British expedition in which Oba... wrong Rangwen. Okay. So, Benin names are very nasal. So we're not gonna get this right.
1: I'm gonna try though.
0: You're going to butcher it. Oba Okay, that <laughs> was banished. He's the one that was banished, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Also, they stole a lot of the art and bronze work from us, which is in the British museums, of course. And they want to sell it, rent it back to us. Did you? Hear
1: it? Yeah, it's actually quite, <laughs> I've listened to a podcast actually. It's, um, I forgot what they're called, but Africa Past and Present. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, oh, you do you listen to it? Yeah, I listen to it nice. once in a while. Yeah. Okay. So like they interviewed these, um, kids, like I wouldn't say kids, they're like young adults who their parents were historical figures basically. So one of them, um, I think the parent is, um, a photographer or something like that. So they basically like, it, it was kind of like stealing to be honest. Cause like they, what do you mean, kind of like? As in, like, they they took his photographs, basically. But then oh. they did pay him for it. But, like, paid him very, very Small. little. And his photographs were worth a lot at that point in time. But then, because they were Western and stuff, they paid him very little. for. It. I don't know how it happened. But it sure happened. Or, like, they made a deal with him. But the deal wasn't fair. It was one-sided. And then they took it back. So the girl is trying to retrieve her father's work from the museums or wherever it is. But they're refusing to. Yeah, And it's like, but... It's not yours, it's actually not
0: yours. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, she, she um she says I read the book as a child and I saw that the British still claim that he signed a treaty. Yeah. A
1: treaty of So like treaty. You, like you said, it's like the same thing. There's a one sided like agreement, agreement and the British falls back on that. whoever takes it falls yeah. back on that. But it's one sided, it shouldn't be honored. Yeah. Yeah colonizers.
0: I read the book as a child and saw that the British still claimed that he signed a treaty, but according to the oba, he never touched the in quotes white man's pen. <laughs>
1: shade don't
0: kill that me. Joke, shade and so he f- he refuted the claim okay nowadays though i feel like the Benin language and traditions are slowly being forgotten especially if you were not born or did not grow up in edo State. Fact. the language is hardly taught and passed down and i fear it may completely disappear by the next one or two generations This makes me sad as my culture is important to me and I want to learn as much as I can now, even if I'm much older. Uh Uh, She said also when we conquered other kingdoms, our language was not taught or passed down to them they they let others keep their culture and traditions still which i believe played a huge role in the minority aspect of the Binin language
1: you know i find i find it interesting because a lot of um a lot of kingdoms that did conquer other kingdoms at that point in time also let other minority tribes keep their languages. So at mm-hmm. a point in time, um, a huge chunk of Nigeria used to be conquered by, I forgot the group of people, the Nok people essentially. Mm-hmm. But the Nok people, right now today, they're a very small tribe, mm-hmm. like very, very small. But then it's crazy that they used to, they conquered the, they huge. conquered a huge and it was because the reason why they didn't expand as a tribe was because they made every, everybody else under the kingdom, like, stayed the same. They just as ruled tribes. them. They basically. just ruled them basically. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's crazy. I, yeah, I wish, yeah, I wish like we had more information on those things and I wish, yeah, I wish we would keep our culture, our languages. That's definitely a thing we're going to explore like Mm -hmm. in the future, like a topic as to like passing down, um, just thinking, but before we move on, my mom also—I was asking my mom to like about um where she's from because my mom is from Togo, and she basically just told me she told me where I was from and she was like, "Yeah, go Google it. You can do the googles." <laughs> and she basically told me that we're from. Her family is from Zaula. It's a village in somewhere in Togo. But the problem is that when I searched up Zaula, because Togo is a francophone country, so the only things that I was seeing come up at French French First, I was just like, you know what? Zaula will be fine oh, all all, She knows that like these other people are AVE people, so it's spelled E-W-E, and they span basically from Ghana to Benin Republic. So I as I always say, but people always never believe me, my ancestors are from Ghana. They rejected you. Move okay, on. Okay, okay, it's fine. <laughs> but I'm Ghanaian. Move on. And haters gonna hate. Move on. That's all. Move on. That's all. That's Move it. On. So Adisa, tell us about where you're from and what you found.
1: Okay, so basically, um also, uh, a friend of mine sent me, sent me a voice note explaining Iberia people. He's also from where I'm from. Shout out to you. He read, he, he asked his parents, like, you know, and his grandparents about, like, the history of Iberia, and they just sent him a book. They were like, you two, do your own research. <laughs> they like, that, see, you not like, you. <laughs> <laughs> so he read, he thank, like, thank you to him, because he read the book, basically. And then he, basically, a summary of what he said was, um people have tried to enslave or like kind of like, take Ibrahim people under like captive. their own yeah captive essentially there was a time during the, they call it the jihadist wars. I, I'm assuming it's around the time where Usman Danfodio was trying to reform the north essentially um, this was 16 1700s where Usman Danfodio was like I think the story was um, he was trying to make the government of the north more centralized and then kind of introduce Islam well Islam was already there in the north but like basically just changed the change up the north a little bit mm-hmm. so Basically, a bit. yeah. So I think <laughs> I think they had tried to like get the Ibra people to be part of that, but like Ibra people they didn't really agree, I guess. And like because Ibra people were located on the mountainous parts of Nigeria, they weren't able to get to them. Even people who had tried to enslave Ibra people, just because of the geographic location, people were not able to enslave Ibra people. Essentially, so um, he also said that Ibra people used to move around quite a bit. So like we migrated from place to place, and like we never really stayed in one place. Um, he mentioned though that like Ibra people had tried as much as possible to keep the people together, like keep Ibra people together as one, uh, group. And then also like kind of try and form pacts within other groups. So he, I think he mentioned some king or a prince had tried to marry... He opted to marry, <laughs> to marry one like Igbo girl, one Yoruba girl, and an Iberia girl just to show that, like, you know, you know, these are the That's tribes we're peace. collaborating with. We you know where Jesus That, that stuff. is the reason why them. <laughs> that. That is it. So, so basically, yeah, um, he did mention that and then. Well, you guys are not from Egypt. So, I'm getting to that bitch because we are okay. So like um basically Why do you want to be from Egypt so bad actually? No, let's let's unpack this. Because <laughs> it, uh, it just means that if I if mm-hmm. Nigeria fucks up, I'll just be like um, I'm Egyptian. I'm Egyptian. <laughs> so basically, um you know, there's this running like Theory, like it's kind of like a conspiracy theory that Abraham people are actually from Egypt and stuff like uh, that, you know. Mm. So like um Daniel said he didn't say see anything about that in his readings, but I'm like the pe- the person who did the research didn't do research properly, because if he did research properly, he would have seen that we're from known. Egypt. Exactly. So he said um he said what he found interesting was I guess the fact that we moved around quite a bit and we don't really know our origins. Um our king is called um Okay, Ohinoi is what our king is called, basically. King means Ohinoi in Ibira. Ohinori. Ohinoi. Ohinoi. Yeah. Okay, got it. And then, basically, it's the same, like, kind of leadership structure as, like, Yoruba, where, like... Every couple years, I think. I don't know how many years they do it. My dad says something about a 100 years or something like that. It rotates between, like, several clans in the, yeah, families. Like, we Ibirak people have clans. Well, at least for the Ibirak people in Kogi or Kenya or somewhere. I don't really know how he classified it. But, like, how people pick Ohinois for that specific Ibirak group. Because Iberia people, even though like we're one and we speak one tribe, where there are Iberia people in Nasara, there are Iberia people in different states because we move around and we separated a little bit. Basically, the Ohinoe of like a certain area rotates around different clans of that ibira group within that area basically so you have ibira people of like ibira king from this clan maybe another hundred years something he explained something i don't really remember what Hmm, it was but yeah basically something like that that's where i'm from too so i'm ibira aka egyptian okay sure yeah gang. That,
0: that, <laughs> I'm gang. okay so it's it's really interesting and I, we really push for you guys to always go back maybe ask your parents because our parents are not going to be here forever um we wish they were but like, Ask them, like, you want to pass it down to your kids. I'm At least I want to. I want to know where I'm from. And I want to pass that culture down to them. Like, as Esosa, the email we got from Esosa basically telling us about how their language is disappearing, their culture is disappearing. You don't want that to happen a couple of years. Guys, take pride in your culture. And mm-hmm. yeah. So I planned that we would answer a couple of questions. I thought we would have so much time after reading the emails because we didn't have that many emails, but I underestimated it. But let's still do the questions because I really like the questions. So we have 23 episodes now. Which one do you think was our best episode? Huh.
1: I like the one where like, um, okay, I have several actually. You have to pick one guy. Okay. So it's, it's a tie between I like so many of them i like I, I like the episodes where like um a lot of people are in the room arguing, yeah, yeah, yeah those was yeah. like that one with Joseph where like I forgot what we were talking about, um dating. N- what were we talking about? with on? Um... Oh
0: no, that one was accents. Yes, I like the. Accent love episode. accents. <laughs> I think we just, as of that time, we hadn't really figured out audio. We still really haven't figured out audio properly. But like as of then, the audio was like really bad. Really so bad. like when I listen to that episode, I'm like, well, this is really good content. Mm-hmm. I wish our audio was better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can't yeah, every really... single person
1: in the room had a mic because like in the audio, you hear someone in the background be like, oh, but like. <laughs> And then somebody who is front of mic screaming into the mic. Basically. Yeah, it would have
0: been really good if we had, but we're working on that for real, for real, guys. When we actually have time, like mm. we will make this better. Um, so accents was your best. My best was my best episode, the one that I think was the best as but like just listening is that religion one. And we had this season we did three religion ones, but my best one was um the one with. Atheist and atheists and agnostics. Yeah, so episode 19, yes. that was, yeah, that was, that was gang. I think that's gang-ing. the best one that yeah. we've done. Yeah. But the next one is, which one was your most fun to record? Because there's a difference between like best and the most fun okay, to Okay, you know,
1: I switched those like, okay, so most fun to record, I think was accents. Okay. But best episode is the... Um, the episode 19. The re- yeah, religion, religion one. Yeah. Okay, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: my, my most fun to record record was not um, accents. My most fun to record was Arizo Compatriots, like the one oh, where the
1: one we, spoke we spoke Pigeon, Pigeon oh in. God. So oh that's episode God.
0: 5. Our oh episode 5. That was my best episode, like, to record and every time I listened to it, I still like laugh because it was wow. really, really fun. That yeah, was that struggle. was my best That was episode. such a struggle. It was a struggle, <sighs> yeah. But I, I really enjoyed that episode, like, recording that episode because, like, I had never spoken Pigeon for that long or attempted to speak Pigeon for that
1: long at least uh, i think we tried so that absolutely <laughs> <was> embarrassing bro <laughs> i'm sorry so i just cringe like i roll up into a ball now. No.
0: so what are your best and worst parts of doing this podcast
1: so the best part is actually having the conversations i think the worst part is having to find time for it Oh. Uh, for me, it, it's, I even just like, for me, it's just like, I have to sit down and speak, right? But I feel like for you, it's like having to edit and like.
0: Oh, no, that's not even my worst part because okay. I actually really like editing. Okay. Like, if I had time to edit, like, mm-hmm. I would do it, like, I would literally do this as a job mm-hmm. and I would love doing editing and like sound engineering. Mm-hmm. But, um, my worst part of doing this podcast is, um, yes. contacting people <laughs> like trying to get guests on here because mm-hmm. when we first started and this is another question anyways but when we first started I thought like you know people would want to be giving voices so it would just be easy I will just be like I want to talk about this and then people would be like wow I really want to talk about this and then people even be asking me to come on but like it's really hard getting contacting people and even after you contact people and set dates some people will actually just ghost mm-hmm. like So it's, yeah, that, that's my worst part. Um, my best part is the learning. Like I have learned so much. I know we haven't gone anywhere at all. This is just episode 24, but like my best part is learning. Like the amount of things that I've learned in researching for these episodes, like I would never have learned like at all. And yeah, it's really, really fun. Yeah. That part. What do you wish you had known before you started this podcast?
1: Um, I think that it's very... I mean, right now, like, we don't have, like, too many listeners. But, like, I think it's, like... (laughs) That is another (laughs) (laughs) exception. Yeah? Okay, but, like, um... I think it's just the fact that it's public, right? And then um your opinions can affect someone negatively or positively, you know? Like, your opinions can affect people, and it could be drastic or it could be not. Uh, it might be not, that kind of thing. I mean, I kind of knew it in the beginning, and that kind of, like, made me, like um i guess what you call when you don't want you don't you're like not sure about starting something because unsure yeah it made me unsure about starting it because i'm like i don't really like i like voicing my opinions but like i'm not so publicly yeah not very publicly yeah so that was yeah so yeah basically i had known it but like i didn't really gauge you didn't dip it
0: like properly yeah anything else like it doesn't have to be one uh because i have a ton Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have a ton of things I wish I knew before I started this podcast. First of all, I wish I knew about audio equipment, like about, like, okay, for a a long time before we started the podcast, I, I was just thinking and thinking and researching and reading, but I didn't do. And then there was just one day that I was just like, you know what? Like we will continue researching and we just have to start. But I wish I had known to, to solidify like the audio before we started rather than just starting without, like we had equipment, but not, I, I don't think I had enough experience before we did that one Two, it's not going to happen. Like, it's not just going to like pop. Like I thought we were just going to start because our ideas were amazing, like, we were going to take off, like, so fast. I uh, wish I had known that. Uh, uh, I wish I had known the amount of time that goes into it. Like, yo, like, I thought it was just, uh uh-uh, It's not just one hour. You will sit down for one hour and talk. You know, that's it. Um, I wish I had known how hard it is to contact people. Yeah, This is just so much we're learning and it's really nice. Um, Last. So what do you hope for this podcast going forward? Like, where do you see it going? Do you see it going anywhere?
1: I see it going somewhere. I just like, I think it's dedicating. Because right now I feel like we don't have enough manpower pushing it forward in terms of like um research and the editing time and all that kind of stuff. But, like, I think going forward, obviously, when we graduate, we'd have more time to focus on yeah. it. Yeah. And then it's also, like, learning how to market and, like, hopefully um, more listeners, too. When more listeners, more people start listening, we have actual revenue. And, like, that helps us maybe, you know, push the podcast forward. Yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess I see it going somewhere too. Cause like, I don't want to quit on it yet. Like I, I don't, I see a lot of, oh my gosh, there's so many Nigerian podcasts that I started listening to. And then they just ghost, like as per, they just stop recording. And that thing is very heartbreaking. So guys, we'll never do that to you. And if we do, we will tell you, but like, honestly, I don't see that happening right now. Like I really enjoy doing it. And because I hate that i'm trying to we're trying to correct basically what we see in like a lot of podcasts minus the audio because our audio sucks but (laughs) we're trying to so we're going to like you know we're going to keep going and i see i just see it like hopefully giving voices to like a lot of people that don't have voices and yeah anyways we're gonna give shout outs now before we peace out till may 22nd um so do you have any shout outs
1: Yeah, basically, shout out to all our listeners. We don't have names for you. I have names. (laughs) No, 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 no. I mean, we have main listeners that have names. But, like, we don't have names for all. We just have countries. Yeah, we only
0: oh like yeah and, oh my gosh so shout yeah. out to all the
1: listeners that we are not going to name right now because you guys matter too it's just that we just don't know who you are you don't know who send you us are. an yes. email you know tweet at us Da da da, da. We get want to involved in you this are,
0: community we basically. really really want to know who you guys are so, like we look at i look at stats every week in fact almost every day okay mm-hmm. to be very honest yeah, every day and i see the different countries and like people listening to it i'm like oh my gosh i really wonder who is listening mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah so get involved like we want this
1: to be a community, so yeah. yeah, you guys. So shout out to all the listeners. But then we want to shout out also people who have made themselves, like, known. Known, have brought themselves forward. Yeah. Like,
0: um, Kenny Popola. Mm-hmm.
1: Yo, that is our number one listener. It's good you said that name, because I was going to say, Popola, boy. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> Continue. Cut that <laughs> I was going to be like, Kenny Popola, but like. <laughs> It's all good.
0: It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him because, like, honestly, like, he's been commenting on like so many of our um on our things on SoundCloud, and it, it really made me feel like we weren't just you know, talking to ourselves. Yeah. So, like, it, it really, really went a long way. And, like, I listened to a podcast that he actually went on. It's called Tales of an African Princess in America. And he was on the episode called The Power of Love. And I really, really like that episode. His story is very, very interesting to listen to. So, all um, check it out. Yeah, y'all should check that out. Shout out to Emmanuel. Emmanuel Owoni, like, our our day one, actually. Like, he's been one of our, like... Greater, greater support. Greater uh, support. Even when he gr- blew graders. on Twitter, he, he put ah, our yeah, name. he put our thingies yeah. below our handle, below that. Like shout out to you, man. And like if you haven't, go to his YouTube, check out his page. It was called Emmanuel Labor before, but now it's Emmanuel. I searched it just today, and like it's called Emmanuel Owoni now, so really? it goes by his name now. So okay. if you haven't, go check out his YouTube. Shout out to Patra Best because. Yo, there was this one time that I wanted to just stop. Like, I was like, I'm putting so much time into this thing. And, like, nothing is coming of it. But, like, Pat was like, oh, my. Pat, after every episode, Pat would come to me with his own opinion on what we said, basically. So, and when I told him, like, "I oh, I wanted to stop it. He was like, what do you mean? So, like, yeah. Pat is the reason this is still going on. Um, Shout out to Bola G. Shout out to Andre
1: Woma. Woma slash okay no let's call him Andre for publicity purposes. <laughs> yeah publicity right farms don't say Woma <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so so Andre O T T so
0: if you check out his underscore. Instagram Andre O T T underscore he he's a photographer he takes really amazing pictures so like if you're in Ottawa this summer like he can take your pictures and he so.
1: might reach Toronto too I was seeing a poll where he was asking oh if you, if you want, want to go to Toronto Germany. yeah check
0: out his pictures he takes amazing pictures Make he sure he can... just might be our official um you
1: podcast know. Videographer, photographer, yeah. We're thinking (laughs) of
0: doing um video like at some point, but yeah, you know, shout out to Wama, shout out to Jemima, shout out to my friend Imama. Any shout outs? Um, yeah, shout out
1: to everyone. Like I said, general general people listening. Uh, who else? else, Yo, our guests, our oh, yes, yes, Larry, Fawaz. Um, Ebenezer, Bucci, Hakim, Patribas. Patribas, if we didn't, oh, oh, Owen. Tolu, Tolu, yo, shout out to Tolu. You
0: guys should go check out that episode. We yeah. talked about unpaid internships, like, he, yeah, he came with so much, like, knowledge.
1: <gasps> Victor, Vic- big shout out to How? Victor. How? Biggest, how? biggest, biggest, how? biggest, biggest. Victor's probably going to be how like, how did I yes? almost forget it. See, Victor is our co-host. Biggest shout in out spirit to
0: Victor because he, yeah, he, he's, he should be here even. Like, what are we doing? Victor, shout out to Victor. Like, there was a time that our guest cancelled on us. We even had a topic. We had, like, we had, like, planned it and everything. And Victor just showed out of the blue and like, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. So shout out to all you guys. Like, we're really, all our really guys. appreciative. All
1: our everyone, Joseph. I Joseph think, was on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first
0: season. Yeah. I feel like we're doing the most because we're acting as if we've blown one. We're acting... But <laughs> we're act- in, Jesus, <laughs> in Jesus' name. <laughs> we're acting like we've blown. We're acting like this is the last podcast. We're acting... <laughs> I don't know what we're doing, It'll but... Be good. Be good. It will be good. And we will, we're will. we going for a month and a half. Don't forget us. Keep up with us on Twitter at #Africalipsopod. And if you're done listening to the episodes, re-listen to them listen to them again and then listen to them again again yeah and then again 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 mm-hmm. yeah and then you'll be fine and like we we want to do a barbecue sometime at the end of may or beginning of june if you're in ottawa canada at the end of may or beginning of june we're having a podcast barbecue so no we're, no i'm gonna push for it like but keep posted like um again follow us on twitter we're going to announce it if we're doing it and like yeah so yeah Meet us back here on May 22nd. Okay, guys? All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh, yeah. By the time we're recording next time, I would have left undergrad. Okay?